Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, a new song. We visited a church when we came out here called New Song Baptist Church. That's pretty good. For he hath done marvelous things, his right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation, his righteousness, hath he openly showed in his sight. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Here it is. We all know this. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. So here, we see it's joyful, it's described as noise, and that might be a good example of when I lead song leading. <laughs> it might be noisy to you, but to the Lord, he says it's a joyful noise. So if you can't sing on key, that's okay. God will filter it, and he'll get the praise. Make a loud noise so you can sing loudly and rejoice and sing praise. Verse 5, sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a song. Trumpets and sound of cornet make a joyful noise before the Lord. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. That's the sound of creation. Singing in a sense, or the Lord getting praise from his created order. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together. You ever go into the ocean and you see the, 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 the waves on high tide or something's going on and, and you see those waves crash or you see one wave come unto the other? That's really a praise here, at least in Psalm 98, to the Lord. They're, they're joyful before the Lord for at last verse, for he cometh to judge the earth with righteousness. Shall he judge the world with people with equity? Now, there's a lot in there, and we're not going to do a deep dive into this verse. But do you see the variety of, of, of what's going on here? Let's draw back the lens and look at you've got a sea, you've got floods, you've got hills, you've got trumpets, you've got voices. You have a lot of variety going on here that allows the Lord to get praise. You know how many breeds of cattle there are? You know how many breeds of sheep there are? You know how many breeds of chickens there are? <laughs> you would if you or your family got involved with any of those breeds for farming. The next thing you know, you realize, oh, there's more than two breeds. God is a God of create created order and a God of variety. And within that variety, there still is order. So we need to be careful that we don't take our personal tastes and make it a doctrine. Now, don't misunderstand. I'm not going down the road. We're going to bring in a drum set. We're going to bring in contemporary Christian rock music and country rock and go ahead down the line. I'm not going down that road. That's not what this message is designed for. We'll get to that in, in, in later messages. But. 
I'm saying that to say that there's variety. And the Lord rejoices in variety. He created a lot in birds and animals. And we need to recognize that. Uh, go back to Psalm 73 and everybody, when another Christian does something that you as a Christian wouldn't do, they always go to 1 John 2 and say, love not the world, not the things that are in the world, and accuse you of loving the world because they don't share the same conviction or standard or opinion that you do. Or I do. We just got to be careful of attaching that verse to everything that we would see somebody do that doesn't line up with what we would do. Unless we've got some really clear, evident Bible for it. But, you know, love not the world can be used for just about anything. It really can. And all I'm saying is we just need to put the brakes on and be careful. Uh, Psalm 73, because here, here's a verse I'd like you to consider in light of John, uh, 1 John 2. Uh, Psalms 73. Look at the 12th verse. Psalm 73, verse 12. Behold. These are the ungodly who prosper in the world. Love not the world. Okay, well, right here it says to prosper, not in the world. Anybody get some prosperity this week? You're worldly. No, you're not worldly. You've got to get context of words, and words have to be rightly defined. Look at the last end of the verse. They increase in riches. How many of you, how many of you men got a paycheck this Friday? Or last Friday, if you get paid every two weeks. Bless God, you're of the world, amen. You're not of the world. <laughs> you're in it. You're not of it. And I'm saying this, I'm pointing this out to say we just need to be careful that we don't start going down rabbit trails that lead us to really put our own foot in our own mouth. The Lord doesn't want us to love the world. We just need to be careful about using that verse as ammunition against Christians that might not listen to exactly the same style of music you listen to. Uh, at church, we do congregational hymn singing. The hymns are rich with truth, and we can all sing that together. We open up a hymn book. We don't want to get away from a hymn book. And that's the lowest common denominator. If a Christian can't gather around the rich truths of God's hymns, that's a problem. But with that said, we're not hymns only. We have specials that are sung here. We have different instruments that are used, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But the idea is, is the Lord getting praise. And I'll qualify it again. We're not using this message as a gateway to bring in worldly music, because there is worldly and ungodly music. We're not going to have that at our church house. And that's not the purpose of this message, so I don't want to get too far off on that trail, but just want to qualify the statement so that you don't think, well, this is this means that you know next week we're going to have, uh, you know, the latest CCM artists come in. No, we're not. We're not doing that. You've been here any length of time, you know, we're not going down that route. Um, you know how many verses in the Bible there are there are on meter? That would be zero. You know how many verses we find in the Bible about rhythm? That also would be zero. Yet people come up with all these fanciful messages that have absolutely nothing to do with Bible, but everything to do with their conviction. 
their spiritual standard. We need to be careful about instruments. We need to be careful about defining certain voice styles or voice voice patterns. People say, well, that that that's of the devil. That's a real sticky road to start going down when we try to start evaluating somebody's heart before their God. Look at Psalm 47. Let's look what else music involves. That's still in a little bit. Let's look at another one. Uh, Psalm 47, verse number one. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. There's clapping involved. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Heaven, glory, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And it should be with some triumph. A voice that isn't. Amen. Yes. There's no triumph in that. That's why you hear fellows and you hear ladies. It's, it's, it has a voice of victory behind it. Even that communicates we're on God's side. Clap your hands. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Out of all of the books in Psalms, we don't have anything in all of Psalms that speak about major versus minor keys. One being spiritual, one not being spiritual. We don't see anything in there. We don't, yet you'll find radio stations or uh Stuff online where they won't play a certain Christian minister or that ministers in music. Well, that song was written in a minor key. We don't have minor keys. It has to be upbeat. Well, where did you get that? You didn't get it from the Bible. We don't have anything in Psalms about slow or fast tempo. We don't have anything in all of the book of Psalms about which key you need to play in or sing in to be more spiritual than somebody else. We don't have any of that. You know what we do have in the Bible that's very specific? How to be saved. The deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. The virgin birth. The New Testament church and who is the head. But people so desire in their heart. And, and I don't mean us. I mean, this, this we, we want to study our Bible and learn our Bible. I don't mean us, but I just mean people in general. There's something in the heart of man that so desires to have to find something to fight about. Are you with me? You with me? We just need to be. We need to be careful. We need to be careful about condemning an instrument because it really is a heart issue. What type of instrument is that piano? Strength. But what other type of instrument is that piano? Harp. What else? What, but what other type of instrument? Percussion. Yes, sir. Percussion. We have got a percussion instrument on our pulpit because that it hits the strength. So it's a multi-style instrument. And do you know what that has? 
a beat because everything that you play has some type of beat. Nobody sings a song without a beat. Nobody does. And there isn't one right way to sing a hymn. We have it in our hymn book and we try to we try to read the music the best that we know how. And I'll be the first to admit to you, we need we need the Lord's help in that area to help our music be a little bit more following the notes. But you know, there's different ways that you can sing. Uh, go back to Exodus 32. Exodus chapter 32. Verse number 15, Exodus 32, verse 15. The uh, Bible says, Moses turned. And went down from the mountain. And the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. Tables were written on both their sides. On the one side and the other were they written. And the tables were the work of God. And the writing was the writing of God. Graven upon the tables. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted... He said unto Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, it is not the voice of them that shout for mastery. Neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. Now, why did I accent those words that way? Because I don't see anything in this passage about them jamming out on a drum set. <laughs> yet, yet many people have used this verse to, you know, get the drums out of the church. Now, look, we're not bringing drums up on our pulpit area here because we want to stay above reproach. We don't want anybody to even get the idea that we're bringing in this contemporary crowd that just wants to rock out and have some driving drums just leading the people's flesh and not the holy spirit and you know this as well as i do that how do you get the world to come into the church house well you give them what they're used to doing over the weekend you give them a rock concert and we're not doing that But to, for me to stand here and say that somehow drums are of the devil, that's a really far stretch. It's just that I'm not putting them up here because I've yet to find anybody that knows how to play them for the Lord. It always turns into some type of concert that's going to turn into a flesh show. Look at me twirl my drumsticks and do this. and you know, I, You've all seen this. And you think to yourself, what has happened to this church? I'll tell you what has happened to it. The world has moved in. And this is why we're very careful about music and we're very careful about even the instruments we would put up here because we don't want anybody to think that we are trying to go down a road that we're not going down. 
well, bless God, we don't use electric guitars, except I'm standing here with a mic connected to electricity. <laughs> How did the electricity all of a sudden make it worldly? You're of the world. Okay, well, then go live with the Amish. They just drew the line back here where we draw the line here. See? And then we just need to be careful. Um, God here is upset. Why? Because they are not worshiping God at all. At all. Uh, go to 1 Samuel 18. 1 Samuel chapter number 18. And then get. Uh, and then continue to flip and get your finger in 1 Chronicles. We'll do the 15th chapter. 1 Chronicles chapter number 15. All right, everybody's in 1 Samuel, 18th chapter, verse number 6, the Bible says. Hold on, hold your horses there. 1 Samuel, chapter number 18, verse number 6, it came to pass as they came when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the woman came out of all cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet Saul with tabors, with joy, and with instruments of music. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. You know what a tabor is? It's a small drum. It's a percussion instrument. You know what dancing is? Well, bless God, we're not the Pentecostals. Okay, but we have, what do we have here? We have the use of a percussion instrument and we have dancing. But who is it for? Who is it be for? The Lord. The Lord. There was a victory one. And they're praising and they're worshiping who? God. Now that's a tough verse to chew on, isn't it? Because when we see something worldly, when we see something that is of the world and it comes into the church and we know the spirit behind it isn't right, we don't want it. And we should resist it. But all I'm saying is we need to be careful that we don't take an instrument that we that we used to really be into when the music that we listened to before we got saved now we got saved and we reject that that type of music because we know what the spirit is behind it and i came out of all that and i ain't going back to it we're not bringing it in here but i want to be careful that i don't say well dancing and percussion instruments are of the devil because we see that people are worshiping the Lord with that. What's the type of dancing that we see nowadays that comes into the church? So-called church. It ain't of the Lord. It's of the flesh. 
for a flesh show for man to get glory and not God to get glory. And if they really wanted to dance that bad and give God praise that bad, they would do what we all do at our family devotions or what we're at home doing quiet time. We'd open up a hymnal and we sing one. But they don't go out in the backyard in their garden and dance for the Lord. Why? Because nobody's there to see them. That's why. So we got to be careful that we don't say too much or don't say anything about these issues. But we see here in uh, in First Samuel that they're singing, there's dancing, there's tabors, and there's other instruments of music. You don't have to turn there, but Luke 15, now his elder son was in the field. As he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. They were celebrating. Seems to be as a family with friends, they were celebrating. And it was good because, well, we know the story. Go to First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter number 15. And verse 16. First Chronicles 15, verse 16. And David spake to the chief of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers of instruments with music Psalteries and harps and cymbals sounding by lifting up the voice with joy. Special singers are recognized here in this verse as appropriate for corporate worship to the Lord. See what it says? To appoint their brethren to be singers to a special music. Not to turn there, but Exodus 15, verse 12 says, And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The key part of this verse is who is being sung to. It says, Sing ye to the Lord. There's a triumph, you sing to the Lord. There's a victory, you sing to the Lord. There's worship and there's praise. It's to the Lord. Really, everything we do is to the Lord. Getting on music this morning, because that's one of the areas where now in churches it has become, well, this is where man can get praise. This is where families can get praise. This is where somebody other than the Lord can get praise. And we need to be careful about it. By the way, it's the same thing in preaching. There was a phase where it was all about the preacher, the man of God. No one's going to touch the man of God. He's the personality that drives the whole thing. And it went to such an extreme that it became unbiblical. It became way unbiblical. Now our society has swung so far to the other side. I didn't listen to nobody. No preacher's telling me nothing, man. Okay, okay. Uh, stay in First Chronicles. Turn back to verse 13. I'll read you out of Judges chapter number 5. Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, on that day, saying, 
praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel and the people willingly offered themselves. Hear, O ye king, give ear, O ye princes. I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. You see where the praising and the singing was directed? All to the Lord. First Chronicles 13. I hope you, I trust you're there. Look at verse number eight. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might and with singing. That's a good thing to do. You do everything else with all your might. When we get to God, we should do that. All of our praise and all of our worship and all of our teaching should be directed toward God. With all their might and with singing, with harps, with psalteries and with timbrels and with cymbals and with trumpets. Timbrel, it's, there we go again. That's a drum. A cymbal, it's like a, it's a, it's like a, they say it's a kettle drum or it's made of brass and can be triangular or it can be circular. But again, a percussion style instrument. A psaltery. See that with psalteries? That's a 13 stringed instrument. That's a flat instrument that's played and it's usually in the shape of a triangle. That's a psaltery. They say that you either you can you can strike it, you can pluck it, and you can either use a stick or uh, a pick to do that. So obviously, you know that is like a guitar. Let's go over to Second Chronicles. <clears throat> Second Chronicles, chapter number five, verse thirteen. Came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and here it is thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music. And here it is again and praised the Lord saying for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. And then the house was filled with the cloud even the house of the Lord. Same question. Does it thank the Lord? And you know what they used to thank the Lord? their voice and their instruments and it was all for God all of it what was the result of them using their voice and them using their instruments we see it he is good his mercy endureth forever that was the result the praise of God came out go back to Daniel well, let's go to Daniel rather Forward to Daniel. Get the third chapter. Uh, all right, let's let's skip around here. Look at verse Daniel 3, 3. Then the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the providences were gathered together under the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image. That Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Verse number seven. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, that's like a trumpet, the flute, the harp, you pick that with your fingers, harps, the sackbut, that's a wind instrument. Anybody play the sackbut? You don't see that much, 
but it's a wind classified. It's a it's classified as a wind instrument, the sackbut. Psaltery and all kinds of music. All the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. They're using all those instruments now to do what? Not worship God. You see the contrast? It can be used for good or it can be used for evil. Verse number 10. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer. That's another stringed instrument, a dulcimer. And all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. Now, you see how you can insert some preaching here and says, see, all those instruments are of the devil. No. Their hearts are of the devil because they're worshiping an image. I'm telling you, this thing comes down to a hard issue. And it's pretty evident to me when I look out and see all this music that comes out of Nashville and all this music that comes out of Hollywood and all this music that comes out of the world. It's pretty obvious to me their heart. How do you know that? Well, the way they dance around, the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they live their life. And the things they influence people to do, that's how. And I don't want anything to do with it. Verse number 15, now. Ye be ready now. Are you ready that at what time? Ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, all kinds of music. You fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? What was behind that music was evil. The instruments in and of themselves were evil. It was the people and their hearts that were evil. We don't see rhythm showing up in the Bible. We don't see beat show up in the Bible. You know what we do show up, see show up in the Bible? Melody. We see melody. Um, we've got four times it shows up in our in our Holy Bible. Go to Isaiah. Go to Isaiah. And get verse, our chapter would be helpful, 51, Isaiah 51. Isaiah chapter 51, look at verse 3. Actually, go back again, to, uh, go back a little bit more. I'm going to start at Isaiah 23. Isaiah chapter 23. Let's start there and we'll move forward. Isaiah 23, keep your finger in Isaiah 51. Isaiah 23, look at the 15th verse. Isaiah 23, verse 15, and it shall come to pass in that day that Tyre shall be forgiven 70 years according to the days of one king. After the end of 70 years shall Tyre sing as an harlot. Taken harp, go about the city, thou harlot, thou hast been forgotten. Make sweet melody, 
sing many songs that thou mayest be remembered. Prosperity will return to Tyre is what this verse is about. Tyre is a type of the world. The world in all of its glory, the world in all of its wealth, the world in all of its commercial gain. It's a type of. Well, it's the God of this world is what it is. But a revival of Tyre is predicted here and make sweet melodies, sing many songs. Prosperity will return to Tyre. We see in this verse, the Old Testament, that melody shows up for the first time. Melody, and it's sweet. That's how our melody should be. Go to our uh, chapter 51 of Isaiah. We're going to see that the praises of God in this verse will be returned to and they will be celebrated again. And watch what they're celebrated with. Isaiah 51, 3, for the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. And he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Watch this now. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. The second time the word shows up in our Holy Bible. Melody. And it's a joyful, glad, thanksgiving Melody. It's the voice of melody. Uh, continue flipping forward and we'll come to the book of Amos. Amos chapter number five. Get past Daniel. Keep flipping. Right past Joel. You'll come to the book of Amos. And let's get the fifth chapter. Amos chapter number five. And look at the twenty. Third verse, Amos chapter 5, verse 23. Take thou away from me the noise of thy songs, for I will not hear the melody of thy vials. That would be a violin, or if it's not a violin, we know at least that it is a stringed instrument. A vial, I guess, broadly would be categorized as a stringed instrument. Where we get the word violin. But here, you can use any instrument. And it can be noise to the Lord. And noise being defined as it wasn't helpful. Not what we read back in Psalms at the beginning of the message where it was joyful. Does that make sense? And you've heard me say this before and I'll say it again here. We have to be careful about taking words in the Bible. And defining them out of their context. Two examples. You know how we read vials? Broadly, that would be defined as a stringed instrument. Specifically or in contextually, you might see the word violin nowadays and you might you might understand that to be, well, that is a specific type of stringed instrument, a violin. 
But you know what else could be a vial, a dulcimer? You know what else could be a vial, a banjo? You know what else could be a vial, a guitar? So you have a broad definition, and then you have a specific contextual definition. And we so get ourselves messed up when we fail to rightly def define and divide the Bible. That's why I try to spend a lot of time going through these things. The other thing is a noise. We saw in Exodus there was a noise. But we saw in Psalms there was a noise. One was problems and trouble for God. The other was joyful. So we can say noise is a bunch of stuff. Now, what is it to God? How it's defined in the passage and in the text. So we can't take one definition that is described or defined or divided in a certain chapter and verse in the Bible. And then to make that definition apply to all. We've got to be careful. We do the same thing with the Gospels. When we talked about all these different Gospels that we find in the Bible, what are they? They're all good newses. Well, which one do we preach? <laughs> we talked about, well, we don't preach the Gospel of the Kingdom of Heaven. And we went, we went through that. We preach the Gospel of the Grace of God. So, I hope that was helpful. Amen. What you say when you want an amen. Amen. At least that's what the preachers tell me. <laughs> so uh, these people, uh, what does God tell them to do in Amos 5? Look at the verse. What does he say in the beginning of the verse 23? Take that away from me. God says, get that out of here. That's trouble to me. Get it away from me. Those people were wicked people. They were carnal people. And it didn't matter what they brought to the Lord, what they sung to the Lord, what instrument they brought out and played to the Lord. God said, your hearts are wicked. Get out of here. Don't bring it before me. It's a clear picture in Amos chapter 5. It can't be any clearer in Amos chapter 5, the picture of hypocrisy. You want to live like the devil, worship the devil, act like the devil, talk like the devil, and then you want to act like you're worshiping me? Worshiping me? Every single one of you get out. God's not having it. The picture of hypocrisy in Amos 5, amongst other things. Where were we most of the time? The Old Testament. Are we Old Testament Christians or New Testament Christians? You know, the one time Melody shows up, the one time out of four is in the New Testament. So let's go over to Ephesians. Chapter 5. And we're going to finish with the most important thing. This is the only command in the New Testament. The only command. And watch what it says Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 15. See that ye walk circumspectly. That's a big long word that means walk cautiously, circumspectly. Be careful how you walk. Not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time. Verse number 16. That means don't waste time. Redeem, redeem, redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. 
and be not drunk with wine. Well, that's part of the will of God. Don't be drunk with wine. He kind of gives you some examples. Wherein is in excess, but be filled with the spirit. That's how you can be wise and not unwise. And that's how you can know that you're walking carefully. And that you're not wasting time. And that you're in the will of the Lord. Now watch verse number 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns only. <laughs> that's not what it's like. We're hymns only. Except that's not what the New Testament verse says. Hymns and spiritual songs. That means a song is okay if it's spiritual. Singing and making melody to the Lord. Except I didn't read the verse as God has inspired. And I did that on purpose because we're going to close with the most important thing. Singing and making melody in your heart. The heart is the most important thing in you and I's worship to the Lord. You know, if your heart's not right, it's hard to get all you can out of church. Out of the church service, more specifically, or when coming to the church house, it really is. And preachers struggle with this because if they had something going on during the week, and there was a problem here or a complaint there or an issue there and it's unresolved. He has got to get that out of his heart before he can properly minister to God's people. Now, that's not easy for preachers to do. That's why people do. You want to. How's the church going? How's the work going? Oh, I said it's going great. You know, Lord's blessing. More people coming out. Sunday mornings are great. People are coming on midweek. It's you know slowly one family here, one person there. God's really blessing. Maybe he's gonna bring more. So I don't know. The spirit's really good here, brother. <laughs> like it's really sweet. Things are going well. We don't have problems. I said I don't know if I want a hundred people. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get stuff out of my heart that I know is gonna be coming as more people come. You know, families have one child and two child and three child and four child. And, you know, the more you have, the more opportunity there is for problems. Are you saying don't have more kids? No. Are you saying don't have more people come? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if you get something in your heart, how are you going to get it out? Because if you don't get it out, you're going to have a hard time worshiping the Lord. And then usins are going to be right back in Amos chapter five, doing stuff and using instruments and stuff that is that can be used for the Lord. But since our hearts didn't have melody in it, God says, get that out of here. Get it out of here. Get it out. So our only New Testament verse that we have tells us. For us as New Testament Christians, you better have it in your heart to the Lord 
or it ain't worth nothing. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.